Hey, Andy. What's going on? What's going on? How you feeling? I'm feeling good this week. And we have our guest already. I'm going to pull uh, our amazing, prolific uh, poet um, coming up to the stage to talk to us today. But uh, Andy, uh, a much better week for me. I'm so happy to report. How are you doing? That's good. That's good. No, I'm good. Um, I, have a, I had a humbling week. Um, it was good stuff. You know, I had some interesting events happen. Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, even though some things did get me down a little bit, but I think it was one of those I needed to go through that to understand what I have in front of me type situation. So I'm good. I'm good. That's good to hear. How are you, my friend? Good to see you both. How y'all feeling tonight? Chilling, man. So chilling like a villain, man. I've been looking forward to this uh, engagement all week because uh, when you came through this, uh, there's, I have something going on over here. Uh, when you came through uh, a couple weeks ago, you really had a lot of, well, you always know that you have a lot to say, but you really uh, threw a lot of important stuff out <laughs> to all of us. So we were so happy to get you in our, our little show right away. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's just. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I really respect what you both do. Um, I think that you both are very good at what you do. Uh, you make the guests feel welcome. And that's a underrated aspect of being a host. As a person who does hosting myself, uh, I'm really thinking about like teaching a master class to so many other people. And I would love for you guys, if we do that, to Absolutely. combine because... Yeah. You, know, you said something kind of important. We, as artists, we think about the content, what we want to say, but there is so much when it comes to performing our art that we don't think about. What am I going to wear? How am I going to stand? Where am I going to go? So when you talk about hosting, especially if you want to be, you know, engaging with other artists, like, and oh, it's just as yourself, you have to think about those things. How do I make somebody feel welcome? You know, because everybody's yeah. got their own thing. So. I appreciate that. Andy, what do you think? Uh, you, no, I'm lost for words. <laughs> no, I, I feel like it's like, it's like, for example, let's say I'm a pastor and I preach at your church, right? You always have to honor the pastors, right? Same thing. Uh, we have this platform, your guest in our platform is, is important to honor you and to show, hey, look, there's other stuff out there as well. You know, you have to honor those people who come through and, and who believe in what we're doing, you know, and that's very important. I feel like that's a lot. I feel like that's lacking these days. I think. I think there's not a lot of honoring of people, and I think we got to go back to that. So I definitely agree that um, we got to teach the younger generation, man. Because it's like I go to I go I go to work, and they can't even say good morning. Like, <laughs> right. And it's funny because like with hosting, it's a lot of little minor things that make a big difference. For example, um, like I did a show recently, and so one of the pieces that I performed, the host had heard me do some months earlier, and sometimes saying something as simple as this, oh, you know, I've heard that piece before, but you know, it's still, like, w what it does is it almost kind of takes a little yeah. away from it, as if like, yeah, you know, we've we've and heard that same old piece. When you are bringing something special, there's nothing wrong with yeah. being a hardcore. Right. When people go see their favorite, you know, music uh, bands or whoever, they want to hear the hits. They want to hear the hits. They came for the hits. They don't always want to hear what's new, but I hear you on that. 
something like that does kind of uh, give you a little uh, yeah. like, what are you trying to really yeah. say here because again, because again, <laughs> right. saying, I heard this piece before because I remember it. I remember how great it was the first time. So you could look at it on that side of the coin, but as a host, but it's the win. delivery, right? But I feel like there's a delivery of that as well. You know, it's how you deliver that statement. You know, you can say, "Yeah, I've heard this piece before." You know, I know you guys enjoyed. No, it's like you shouldn't say it like that. It's like a right and a wrong way to a, to to say something like that. It's like I think that's what it was like that. I think that's what it is too. It's the delivery. It's the approach, and that matters. That makes a big difference. Andy, right. this is why I'm so, so happy. Our guests. And, and one piece out of fifteen, right? One one piece out of fifteen that you've heard before is like, you know, if I'm giving you a bunch of new, you know, so what if I give you, uh, you know, the old Lincoln Park right, song? You know what right. I mean? It's like, hey, it's a it's a classic. You know what I'm saying? And I love Lincoln Park. Yeah, Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I love Lincoln Park, my friend. No, no, go, go ahead, Angela. Because I'm afraid I'm going to lose my thought if I don't say right. That's why I'm so happy that you're here to uh, talk with us today. Because being a performer, you also do a lot of workshops with artists. But kind of like I, I kind of take it to a different kind of a, uh, analogy. Kind of like if you've ever been in bowling leagues, there is an etiquette to bowling leagues where, you know, you participate in the 50-50. You don't go up to the approach at a certain time. And people know the etiquette. So... When you're coming new, how do we make the etiquette known for new people? Or what is the etiquette? Have we defined the etiquette? And then two, what I really wanted to make the point was comedians and also musicians, again, with comedians wanting to hit the same joke sometimes, but with that etiquette, what is that etiquette when it comes to performing arts? Like, that's why I'm so happy you're here to kind of give us, really shed a light on, like, what it means to be, you know, an incredible, prolific performer and what that all looks like. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, like just touching on that, in order to be effective, I believe uh, there's certain small, small things that you have to do that really make a big impact. Uh, for example, uh, when it comes to being able to affect a group of people, to affect the crowd, I believe that you have to connect with them. Right. And so one thing that I do, particularly like in my live shows, is when I'm doing a, a piece, I'm going to try to catch an individual in the crowd and I'm going to try to have a moment with you. Right. So depending on the piece kind of dictates where that moment is going to be. Right. And if I know you or not, whether you're male or female, email, that's going to all depend, you know, how I come at you and the way that I approach it. So, for example, last week I had, uh, in Hollywood, I had a, a feature uh, at one of the biggest places in the area. And there was a group of people sitting up front. And so, one of the individuals was recording me. And so, you know, she didn't have to do that. So, when I said certain pieces about, you know, how much I appreciate those who support me. Like I look oh, directly wow. at her. Right. Right. So it's like, when, right. So when she hears me say that about my fans and about those who are at the show, who's paying the money, right. The 15, $20 to come see me that particular night, you know, I wanted her to understand, 
you're one of those ones. And the fact that you're recording me right now is an expression of that appreciation. And so I want to thank you for your support, right? So it's that audience contact that uh, now allows me to have a connection with that individual, right? And so those little things, just having a moment, right? Looking at a person for five seconds, you have a moment with each other. And that's an underrated aspect of being able to connect with your audience as a speaker or as a performer. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Andy, I want to give you an opportunity to respond first because, you know, I like to go off the rails at times. So No, no, it's I fine. Said that I just, I, I'm so absolutely agree with and want to talk about a little bit more. Go ahead, Andy. Did you have something? No, so I guess my question is um, how uh, – because you know I was thinking about everything you were saying, so I'm just enjoy. I, I just love to listen. I love to enjoy. I love to embrace every conversation we're having. But let if we go backtrack all the way to the beginning, how did this exact thing start for you? What was what made you decide? Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to start writing. I want to start performing. Can you walk me to that moment? Hmm. Uh, very powerful question. I appreciate that. So. Uh, kind of the genesis of the situation, I have been a public speaker for many, many years, dating back into the 90s, right? So having experience giving talks or speeches or uh, things of that nature in front of groups of people, uh, up to upwards of you know 10,000 people, I kind of developed a stage presence. And so I got used to being able to put words together. Now, primarily, I was putting words together in a way to be able to move and motivate people, uh, to inspire people, to be inspirational, um, because I was primarily focusing in on spiritual things, right? I had some tra tragic events occur. And so I always love music, right? I'm a big music person. My family uh, is very musical. My father's a, a musician. Right. And so I started writing songs and that's how it initially started. I started writing songs based off of what I was experiencing. And I'm a person who loves love. And so I was writing a lot of love songs. And what I started doing was I had like a nine to five at that time. And I started sharing it with some of my coworkers. And, you know, they were like, man, like this is pretty good. And then there was this one uh, young lady who was one of my supervisors who I shared a piece with her. And she was like blown away. And she was like, bro, have you ever heard of spoken word? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of it, but I really don't know much about it. And she said, like, that's what you're doing. She's like, you know, that's a beautiful song, but like you can actually do spoken word with those lyrics. And I was like, okay. And so she said, she told me about open mics. And so I went to one and the response that I got from the crowd that night just blew me away. I was like, yeah. what? The way they were reacting. And I was like, okay, this is, this is something. And so I pretty much got hooked from that point forward. Uh, and then in about 2012, I actually started entering slams and started doing features. And that's when I turned professional back in 2012 is when I became a professional spoken word artist who gets paid to, to do my craft. And so, you know, for about the last 11 years now, I've been professional, performing all over the country, 
uh, and, you know, being able to share my gift with others. And I started teaching some years ago, uh, helping others to learn how to do the things that I do uh, and the things that I've seen masters do. And so I've learned from the masters. And so I feel like it's incumbent upon, upon me to take the knowledge and experience that I have and the knowledge that the masters have given to me and now transmit that to the next group of people, whether they're older than me or younger. Because most of the people that I'm actually teaching now are older wow. than me, <laughs> you know. But, wow. yeah. but they're not as invested in the craft as I am, right? They're not as invested in the craft as I am because this is what I do, right? All I do is perform, teach, and write. That's what I do for a living, right? <laughs> so, so can you, yeah. okay, because I was, I was trying to absorb everything you're saying. So can you talk to us about basically, okay, so what is the difference between, let's say, what you do and opposed to, like, just going to a random open mic? Because you're talking about professionally, and then there's just someone that just does it just to do it. Can you walk That's me through that question. difference? I have the same question, Andy. What was the because because I always yeah because it's interesting, right? Because you you mentioned a lot of aspects about about getting paid to do this and the fact that you get to utilize everything Travel you've learned to give back. Yes, those are things that like again. What was you know, how was that transition? And and it's specifically what was the moment that this was the moment that I transitioned to? I'm not just doing this i am this that's why i feel like i can share this and help bridge that gap like we're building bridges and that's why we had to have you on the show when you opened up the uh you're on the open mic which of course you're professional you know you do this this is this is not a surprise that we want you on the show but what, what, what <laughs> us amateurs get into that because i'm all about driving cross country now stopping all these little cool places so how do we how do we transition to that Yeah, so uh, just like with most things, uh, building respect and relationships are two of the very important aspects of things. Um, you build respect by actually being good at what you do, right? And so that's why I always tell people that it's important to master your craft because if you are good at what you do, you become undeniable. And when you become undeniable, now people don't mind having you be a part of their world, right? So either they'll ask you or if you ask them, they'll be like, heck yeah, why not? Like, you're good at what you do, right? So it's that aspect of things. So in order to put yourself in that position, you have to become undeniable. And that's why I encourage people to take classes, you know, with individuals like myself because we know what it takes to get there. And so I can see your strengths and your weaknesses and help you to understand the things that you need to do in order to step your game up. Because I know what these curators are thinking. I know what these individuals who host these shows are thinking. I know what they want. They want someone that's going to make them look good, right? Because ultimately, if you're a host or you're a curator, you want to have people on there to where they say, you know, that person really hosts a great show because they always have great talent on their show, right? You watch Jimmy Kimmel or uh, Fallon or whoever else because not only are they good, but they also have great guests, right? And so you have to become a great guest, and the only way in which you can become a great guest is by becoming a beast at what you do. 
<laughs> so that's the genesis of it. But then you also have to cultivate relationships and not just business, but like genuinely care about people. And that's the thing about me personally. I really care about human beings. And so I get emotionally attached to individuals that I respect. Right. And so, you know, connecting with you two, for example, it's like, I like, I really like these folks. Like they solid, you know what I mean? So when you're going through something, I'm going to actually express genuine appreciation because it's like, hey, if you're down, it's like, hey, you know, my, my bro is down, my sister's down, like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Even though we don't know each other, know each other, but it's like my respect for you causes me to have that desire to be there. And so I think that those are two of the biggest aspects of things, becoming a beast at what you do, and then also cultivating relationships That's genuinely. And I think Very important, yeah. Um, Andy, before you say anything, I, there's a few things I got to say right off the bat that I just want to repeat uh, and echo back to our audience that I definitely heard that was super important for just this moment in general, is that, yeah, because uh, I, I got to be honest, um, I stole a lot of that knowledge that between activity and achievement, and I dropped it as soon as I got back to work with my students. Don't let people just give you stuff to do. Stop just doing stuff. What are you doing? Why are we here? I don't care what you, I don't need you punching holes in a paper. You're not doing anything. I still, I mean, because again, that's so important too. Really going, what I mean, let's go back to one, because that's, why I think you're not seeing the youth yet is because what I'm seeing now is they're not seeing how to become great. I got to be great. They're expecting greatness to happen because they are great. There's nothing wrong, but they don't know that they got it. It takes work. They don't know how much work like, it takes to look like responsibility. And that's the stuff. It's the unwritten rules that you're trying to also kind of em embark on people that just have the talent, have the words, but they don't have the showmanship and nobody's going to hear their incredibleness. So let's go to two real quick. Two is uh, genuinely caring about people. Absolutely, because that's where the content comes from. Great content comes from great people. And we are a species of people that work together and building those bridges or making the connections. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but again, I just want to repeat this important information to everybody because I think that's what Andy, all of us are trying to do build the bridges to connect all of us because we're connected but andy as we've talked a lot we're connected but we're not connecting so how do we connect we, we have a good atmosphere mm. where people feel comfortable then people feel like i can put that the, uh, the the showmanship where i don't have to show you who i really am we can relax a little bit because nobody's gonna judge me or or make me feel a certain kind of way and then that's where true healing true community and true growth comes from that and I think there's a third one that I think maybe you did hit on and maybe you can combine the two is the fact that you're going back and getting more by teaching and bringing. I know caring about people, but that's more about just being a great human being in general. Learn it's the passion being. that you but have. Yes. Content comes from. I mean, there could be great content from a, a, a shitty human being, but if you want to be great, you got to be, you gotta be <laughs> That, you're that great if you want to be that kind of low on the totem pole as far as caring about people are concerned but also we need to build a bridge in order to build a strong community and bring those people together because there is not an audience yet so to speak as far as some of our other third musicians and stuff like that but we are making this happen so Andy, well 
I mean, one thing I could say about this since we started doing Unraveled Influence that I've had people come up to me and say, hey, you know, um, pretty much asking me, yo, like, how do you go about the whole podcasty thing? Like, I want to do one too. I've had two people already ask me, like, and I've had show people already, hey, this is what I do, and there's different ways you can do it. So I don't mind showing people, hey, let's build that relationship. Because in the beginning of this whole thing, I said, you know, I don't want to be the only person doing that. I, I to be the one that built that, that starts the bridge, so we could build the bridge. And can, but how do you? It, but, sorry, yeah. but how do we build a bridge? In order for you to build a bridge, you have to connect with people. Right. Um, it's one thing to connect, but are we connecting? So when we connect all together genuinely then that built little by little the built the uh, bridges get built if they, I, I, does that make sense it does absolutely andy but i think we got to go back to absolutely. point number one and i think that doesn't get said enough you got to be good at your shit you cannot, yes like andy and i we're pretty freaking green so for you to say such incredible things about like oh you're guys still comfortable like i'm actually checking out your show and i travel across the country i'm award winner you know i'm from yeah, I'm bicoastal because I started off in New York and now I'm in, you know, but so for you to feel so welcome, we're still working on our shit. You know, we, because again, you can't be showing up with. Um, yeah, and this is a rebranding, technically speaking, but, too, which is crazy because, like, before I met you, Angela, so like, again, this, um, you know, this thing has been around since what, 20. 20 but this is just now getting to where i want what i was hoping to be and this is here we again here we are having conversations connecting to to connect with others and hopefully they can all connect with us and now speaking of connecting i wanted to ask um why don't you give the people a taste of how your work is for those who's never heard of you before as far as your work like give us a piece right now my friend Okay, yeah, no problem at all. So uh, basically, uh, this particular piece here, uh, I'm going to display uh, some various tools of writing, right? I'm going to go through some of the various tools of how you can manipulate words, play with words, and things of that nature. Uh, so this is a love piece uh, dedicated uh, to uh, those who are lovers, all right? So... Lady, I've longed to have a lifetime sentence with you. Yes, I've longed to have a lifetime spent just with you because to me, you are spectacular. You're exquisite. And that's why my precious, precious princess, previously and presently, I've pondered and prayed perpetually about the possibility of us potentially being together permanently. And I'm straight learning that we have so many things in common. And it's uncommon that someone as uncommon as you would have so many things in common with me. And like a comma, you make me pause. And you have to forgive me because I just never knew that I would find somebody like you with a mind and body like you. And the word called fine, ooh, you embody it too. And in my mind, the two of us are bound to be bound together. In the future, we're bound to be found together. And together, I think that we can break down some bounds together. And that's why I endeavor to tell you my thoughts about you. And here's some of them. You occupy me. I feel your aura in my presence at all times. And every moment I spend with you feels like I pitched the perfect game in game seven of the World Series. And I'm serious about 
the things that I say to you. Every single day you display that you are worthy of my time. And like Babyface in the deal said, I only think of you on two occasions. That's day and night. I go for broke if I could be with you. Only you can make it right. But wait, there's more I need to tell you. For instance, I believe that you and your feelings are sacred. Plus, I think you are an impress and I feel blessed just to know you. And every other girl don't mean a thing to me because you're it for me. No other girl could be what you have been to me. And essentially, every time I look at you, I get more hooked on you. Could write a book on you because the things you say and do, just like the letter V, I come after you. I feel enraptured too. Therefore... For as long as you're in my life, I promise to pour my all in all into our relationship. And I vow to honor your emotions, your family, your children. But most of all, I'm going to honor our wonderful, wonderful friendship. Your heart is celestial. Thank you. Wow. 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 Wow, bro. Oh my god. I'm like Oh man. Wow. So if you've just been joining us, we have prolific the professional poet who just put a just an incredible performance out there for us. I mean, how lucky are we tonight? Amazing for us. That's why Fridays have become my favorite day of the week. Yes. Um, also, if you had been with us the whole time, you could actually showcase how the performance really matters the way i again i i want to go deep into the words of course but since you're highlighting that nonverbal kind of soft uh unreasonable that the, the cadence the performance you can tell we want to watch you we want to listen to you we're engaged with you the whole time i mean obviously but andy talk to me about those words oh my god this that's true devotion right there man the way because i could just say hey i love you forever and i said no he's talking about like this is true intimacy this is intimacy <laughs> here which i feel like it's missing in relationship it's about pretty much devoting yourself to the emotion the feelings and why it's sacred like i love that you got yo walk me through that lie where can you repeat that line again with this um the how your feelings are sacred. Like, can you talk to me about yeah, that? Like, because I think that's, that's very important. Fun. I feel like a lot of people, whether it's in marriage or relationship, I feel like that's not stressed enough. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I say that I believe that you and your feelings are sacred. Plus, you are an impress, and I feel blessed just to know you. So basically, what I'm saying there is. I believe that just like a holy book, right, the, 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 the Bible, the Quran, the whatever, right, the Pentateuch, whatever religion you are, just like you view that as being something that is holy, that's sacred, something that is, is to be cherished and to be held in the highest of esteem, right, something that you view as something you venerate. That's the way that I believe that you should look at the woman that you're with. Or in the case of a woman towards a man, for example, that's how you should look at the man that you're with. You should view that person as being sacred, but not just them, their feelings, right? Because notice the words I said, your feelings and emotions are sacred. So even the things that I don't necessarily agree with, I view those things as being sacred why? 
because it comes from you. Because I love you like that. I view you as a person who's just this short of someone who I worship, right? And so I view your feelings as being something that is sacred, holy, heavenly, divine, right? And so that's the concept behind that. And that's the type of love that, you know, you ha I have dwelling in me that I want to give and so forth. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the that's concept very of that. Important. I feel like a lot of relationships don't really honor those things anymore. I think that's what, it's like I said before, I think that's what's missing, that's what's lacking. And like when I married my wife, that's one thing I always um, promised her that, that no matter how crazy life gets, I would try my best to always put God first in everything we do. And I would never make you feel like your feelings don't matter, your emotions don't matter. Because they do, they do matter. It's important. Because if we just say, oh, everything's fine, and it's really not fine, and we don't talk about it, the more things build up, the more eventually it's not going to work out. You know what I'm saying? And um, I grew up at a time where, like, my parents didn't, even though my parents were together for 40 years before my dad passed away, but there were things that were never talked about back when I was growing up that me and my wife make sure we touch on because we have a four-year-old child that he needs to see that, hey, look, um, yes, my parents have a great relationship. Yes, are they, do they, is it always, you know, candy land? No, it's not. But he needs to see that. He needs to understand that, hey, this is how life is so Sometimes we do struggle. Sometimes we do argue about things that um, it, it's just what it is, you know. And it's like I love the fact that you touched on those things because that's important. It matters. So thank you for that. Thank you yeah. for talking about that, breaking that down like that because it matters and it's not talked about enough, in my opinion. Um, all right, just that. Well, how are you? Um, I wanted to say that we brought our what's up, just on, but um, I did have a quick comment too about um. That whole situation too. You described, you know, what you had inside of you, what and what kind of love it should be. And because again, if we're taking care of each other, we're putting each other in a place where we're bettering each other and growing. And these are all good things. It, it there's also the opposite of that, and it's very difficult, especially when you're. I, I've been in a situation where I'm with somebody, or or in the process of trying to get away from somebody that. For so long, I thought it was completely different than what it really was. And you're, you're thinking that it's a certain kind of way, and then it just kind of, holy shit, it was totally the opposite. Even though you feel complicit in it, you know, you knew that it was wrong the whole time, but yet you didn't think it was as wrong as it was. I, I, any it's, comments on it's... that real quick? Wow, that's that's scary though. What you said when you're done, I have something to say about that because okay. that's wow. Yeah, it's it's funny because because of the way that I love, and because of my loyalty factor and the loyalty in which I have, and just the natural empath that I am, I've come to see this about relationships in general. And some people may disagree with me, but I really feel strongly about this. In every relationship that you have, no matter who it's with, there's always going to be someone who loves more than the other, right? That's just simply how it is. The husband is going to love more. The wife is going to love more, right? Or 
it's just simply that, like that. Your parents going to love you less or more than your brother or sister. It's just it's I reality. Say yes, I can, I'm not going to disagree with this point, but I would say they're going to showcase it in a in a way that's more quantifiable, so we can put it like that. Also, but absolutely, because somebody is going to be maybe taking care of something more or taking something on their shoulders more, and that's what you're meaning by push and pull. But sometimes it changes. It, it grows, yeah. it goes back and forth. Is that, is that, was that going to be maybe another point where we're going to go with that? Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Yo, I was like, you guys are touching on Somebody, things. That's why I'm like, wow. Can I ask this and make sure, can I ask this <laughs> a clarifying question? And this may be a can of worms out there, but I am a parent of multiple children. I have two children. It would be very unfair for me to say that I love one of my children more than the other. Would I enjoy one of my children maybe more than the others at times? Hell yeah, does it change? Definitely. I got teenagers now, and they're both exactly <laughs> like me in totally different ways, and they're all I'll put it that out. teenagers are called mean-agers. I think it makes oh, sense. Oh, I, listen, I work with teenagers. I actually really like <laughs> teenagers in general, just my own teenagers. I you should be careful to say it out loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um... Just uh, thank you for joining us. I know that you have uh, a lot of things that you want to contribute to uh, this conversation. I know that you want to help honor our uh, prolific poet here as well. So thank you for joining us. I know it's so late for you, and I, I appreciate your time always. Uh, gang, gang, yo, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I need to keep an eye on the time. I'm glad you just said about the time. I've got um, a show uh, where I'm featuring just in, in a little bit in half an hour on YouTube. So, um, yeah, I'm actually, you know. Awake for a reason for more than just being awake because I'm awake here. But also that you know, I see Pro Poet, I see Gang Gang, yo. Um well jump on the vibes in it. Thanks for letting me. And I've been writing poetry lately. I've just been like yeah, So good to see you, sis. You know that King. So, so good to see you, sis. You know, yeah, and Just Star is one of the ones who uh actually has been a supporter of mine and I really, really appreciate the kindness and the encouragement. Uh, that she uh, gives to myself and to others. And to me, that's the best of what this poetry world is. One of the things that I'm on a mission to do is to not just make it where we as poets are supporting each other in ways like this, but where we truly in the trenches support each other to where you could become like family with each other. So that as we go through the highs and lows of life, we literally are family because we're more powerful together than we are separate. Right. If we combine our resources financially, emotionally and otherwise, we can have a huge impact on spoken word and poetry and make it to where all of us are in a position in which we can get paid well and which we can build generational wealth. And also where the next generation of poets coming up can be in a position in which they can make a living doing nothing but this art that they love. I muted myself because I, because I don't want to ever interrupt, but I, you said everything I want to say right now with what you're saying is we need, what's, what's hard with the art world is art is not valued in the way that it is valued in different, absolutely, I don't need to describe that to anybody. However, our, like, and I was like, when, I want to help, I want to give other artists, you know, money and stuff because I want to buy their books. We want to support each other, but financially, the value has to go financially. But right now it's so hard because the value that we feel mostly is just in the work and building the community is how we need to switch that value by getting that audience. 
we have to market ourselves to everybody else who may not be like, here's the question I've always brought up before is other than a poet or somebody who writes, who's in the audience unless of a poetry spoken word, you know? So we have to bring that atmosphere that why do I want to be here? Because I want to, because it's fucking cool. People just don't understand. It's fucking cool. It's, it's real. It's raw. That's how we feel things, connect, grow. Um, and you're absolutely right. And I think this is part of what we're trying to do here tonight. And as we continue to have these conversations, how do we, we have to put value. We have to value each other. And even though it's just going out, we might not be able to financially support each other necessarily, but going to there, staying there, shouting out, hey, they're doing something, knowing what's going on. That's part of it. And we will build the audience by everybody who is yeah. connecting up and down as our friend Pose Relific. We know Just Star has been connecting us across the globe. We're almost at the beginning stages of, I think, that. that, that that's I just. I hope, uh, no, I was going to say. Yeah. That's, exactly. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm just keep, I'm just. No, I'm that's fine. No, no, no. No, what you're saying is that that was always the vision I had because when I think about that, and I, I always, I'm going to annoy the crap out of you, Angela. I'm sorry with this, but I, I'm always going to bring up Allen Ginsberg. I'm sorry. I'm always going to bring that guy up because back in the 50s going into the 60s, that's really what it was. That was the bridge to the 60s and stuff. And he used poetry as a way to connect with his audience, with his people, try to sympathize with people. He talked about, oh, well, why would they tripping on acid? Why would they go into these rallies? Why would they go in against Vietnam War and all that? Why would they talking about that? And he wrote about, he wrote about how he felt, but he was more focused on, oh, but how did they feel? Why did they feel that way? And why was it important that they fight for the peace that they were fighting for against the army and all this other stuff like that that's important and, and this is what i hope for because i feel like 2020 we had something of that magnitude especially when the george floyd thing happened um everybody got together and everyone was just like honoring him and just writing pieces about him and just really making that statement and even though like i said but i think part of that too it had to do with the lockdown because yeah we, everybody was in their homes and instagram was all we have but instagram like that helped cultivate something that like so so special because like, you know obviously when the lockdown was done everybody had to go back to their things but i feel like there was a renaissance there that i feel like we could slowly get to now in a more profound way and, and um carlos you pretty much just said it like everything you just said is exactly the vision that i want like when i like let's say when we all pass on i want i want people to look back and be like wow i remember when we all got together and we all got this because you live in what, California. She lives in a, was the um Australia. Please correct me. Just start where you live exactly. Yeah. UK. UK. Australia. UK. Donut. Right. I like you, mate. So I I live in Jersey. You live in Cleveland. It's like, but somehow. No way. You live in Jersey. Yeah, I live in Thirty Jersey. Even though I'm from New York, I'm originally from Brooklyn. You know, but um. The point is, there was a connection. There's a connection we're building here. We're connecting, yeah, and that's what it all matters. And it's like we need more of that. There's a genuine, uh, 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 there's a genuine intimacy that's happening right now. We're breaking bread that's never been broken before, and I think that's Levi what agrees, it should be. It? That's how it should be. Oh, there goes the cat. Yeah, and it's, it's small things, right? It's small things. For example, sometimes when it comes to 
sharing people's content or liking people's content, sometimes, you know, we act as if we're asking a person to let us tongue kiss them. Like, look, I'm simply asking you to share a yes. post. I'm not asking to play console hockey, sis. I'm not asking, you know what I mean? Like, relax. So that that is one of the biggest things, too, that people only share a lot of times or like someone's stuff if they believe that it can in some way be of advantage to them or be of clout to them, right? Ooh, if I like so-and-so's posts all the time or if I share their stuff, then it's more likely that I get a chance to get mentioned by them Right or that I'm going to be friends with them, which is going to help my career. No, if we all do that for each other, that shows camaraderie, that shows community, and then now we're helping each other. So it's like, don't make it seem like a, a person is asking for a tongue kiss when they just ask you to share a post. Absolutely, <laughs> you know what I'm I couldn't like, those who are those opportunistic trying to let's say social jump up into the poetry community let them because that's not they're gonna get found out obviously through whatever means poor intentions always come out poorly so we have to see but this is why bad intentions. So, yeah exactly we got it we cannot highlight the negativity let's keep building the brand of the positivity. How, what are yeah. we doing to keep connecting and valuing each other? Like, I think tonight, definitely, we got to give a giveaway tonight. We got to do a giveaway. We got to keep giving each other our work out to each yeah. other. So yes. let those who are like... Yeah, because eventually we want to... I think it's okay yeah. to say this. Yeah, because eventually we... Showing the way. And people like... It. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, the, you know what classroom you want to be in? Because that classroom makes you feel a certain kind of way. There's nothing we can do about anything other than what we can control. So as much as we want to highlight, don't do that, don't do that. We know not to do that. We'll make you uncomfortable later. Let's keep highlighting what we are doing well. Sorry, Andy, I can't keep, I can't no, keep the point. Uh, no, no, so two things. One, um, I love that classroom analogy. That's an awesome analogy, the classroom, because we know what classroom we want to be. I like that. Yeah, and then two... It's also about, and this is something I've learned in this journey since I've been doing this poetry community. Again, I've been doing this since, what, 2018, 2019, but I didn't start the podcasting part until 2020 till now. Um, one thing I've learned, too, uh, it's like, yeah, you have to set boundaries because, you know, not everybody that, that wants that are doing this is doing it for the right reasons, like you said. Um, I feel like what we're doing is for the right intentions. And I, I like to hope, yeah, the, the, the motives are correct because, you know what, it's like you said, I, I want to do, remember how we started doing giveaways and stuff? Like, that's one, that's another way, yeah, we have the podcasting, that's how we feature artists, we don't do the whole, okay, every day we do a post feature, rather we do an interview feature and then we do the open mic right after because that's a good way to engage with the audience and make people feel welcome. You want to engage, have a discourse because sometimes it's not about, yeah, I'm going to read my piece and be out. It's like, hey, tell me about yourself. Tell Andy. me about, oh, what inspired that piece? And that's important. Absolutely. That is very important. Andy. You feel, wait, hold on. I'm talking, i got to connect to Carlos because I don't want to lose it because we were having a conversation. No, hold on, I'm not, no. Okay, but 
because it takes money to to to, to, to no, right, but, it, and we want to do that. But so, okay. no, okay, yeah, I, I kind of lost my I kind of lost my thought now. So, Never mind. Sorry, Go ahead. This is where you mean you got to be good at your craft. Number one is you got to make sure you know that you're using your code and you're not running the over the rails. But uh, like you said uh, before, we have to get this into a money revenue opportunity in general. One, it, we have the value, the quality of the work is valuable. We are not getting the quality of work, payment for our artists, our writers, period. I mean, we can talk teachers too, but that's not what we're here for. But if Andy and I can figure out a way to monetize the podcast, then we can, I want to put out more giveaways where we're sending things out, but getting more, like getting a summer reading. Uh, like uh, if you were here last week, Miss Lene Monroe, how can I get this book into our group hands? Well, we got to support each other. We got to value each other. That means financially too. I think that's an important point that you made. How do we, we, we were talking about this. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, jumped on a show that, uh, I was on recently or one of my shows. One of my shows, right? I do shows as well, guys. Sorry. And like Andy jumped on the show, and we were talking about the same thing. We was like, yo, if people don't value us, if we don't value ourselves, no one's gonna value us. And stop telling me, oh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna acknowledge you. I'm gonna share your post. Great, thank you. Because you know, I do artwork. It takes me hours and hours and hours. It, I, you know, my materials are free. My time is free, and you've just shared it. So now I'm gonna feed my cats off of that. Thank you so much. You know. But as I'm saying, but back, yeah, no, no, but back to what I was saying before, it's that that's a form of connection, right? Because it, it matters, your work, your words, your art, it matters. And um, so, with that being said, um, so Carlos, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on this right there, right now? I just wanted to ask you. Yeah. So I, I definitely feel that if we work together, and I mean genuinely come together, work together, support each other in every way possible, and that's why I mentioned like the simple things like shares, right? Like, you know, sharing or liking something that you actually think is solid, right? Now, if it's just dried up trash, I can understand. But if it's something that you genuinely like, you know, to share it and like it, those are little things that help to demonstrate support. Those are inexpensive, non-monetary non-monetary ways of being able to support a person, right? Because what that does is if a person is running a business, for example, like me, the more likes and shares that my information gets, that's more people that the algorithm is going to push it to which means more opportunities for myself and other poets to be able to get a chance to be able to get paying gigs, to get clients, things of that nature, right? So that's why I mentioned that specifically because it's those little things that add up that are non-monetary ways of being able to support and help your fellow poets. But like I said, for some reason, we seem as if a person is asking us to tongue kiss them by just sharing a, a post that we already appreciate, 
right? So that's the that's what I'm talking about. Those little things show true support. It shows unity. It shows that hey, I got your back because I realized that hey, this is what you do, right? You want to be able to get clients, right? So if I share a post that Just Star has with her paintings, that's going to maybe make someone say, hey, let me go ahead and check her out, right? So it's those type of things, and the next thing you know, she's selling the painting for 1500 bucks. So now, by me simply sharing that, I help to draw attention to my sister, and now she has $1,500 to help support her cat, to help support her brother who's going through financial and, and health situations. So that's what I'm saying. It's those little simple things. If we do that, that shows support, that shows love. So, you know, that's the thing I would recommend. Share other people's stuff, be of support to them, show them by your actions that you got their back. Not just when we on these lives saying, ooh, you're great, you're great. And then I post the same poem on Instagram and it's like, <laughs> okay, I thought it was great, sis. I thought it was great, bro. You know, that's all. But moving on to what I believe uh, is important when it comes to, uh, you know, like hosting, like what you guys are doing, uh, I think that when you are hosting and you have individuals on your show, if you help them to understand that they are valuable, then that makes other people see value in them as well. And that's why, like I said, I appreciate what you guys do because I believe that you all work hard to try to do that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I respect what you all do, respect your platform, and why I'm a supporter of your platform. It. And I apologize, Andy. I will talk later about, like, chill it out today. I've just been so excited for this conversation. And when I get excited, uh, I, I talk over people and I, I throw on the rails. But uh, what I wanted to say was, um, I lost it. Andy, oh my gosh. Andy, I just lost it. No, no, I, no, I, no I, so you know what? Come on, read. No, okay. Integrity. I understand you as a person of integrity. So for you to have agreed yeah. to participate in this at all, I already know that means so much to me because you would not have done this if you didn't respect us at all or thought that it was worthy of your time. And the fact that you gave us this time today, yeah, we're highlighting you, we're honoring you for an hour. And, but again, you're, you get, you're, you're honoring us and you're giving us an opportunity to get value because we've learned so much from all of these interviews that we're doing. That's, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna play it off like this, telling you that I'm selfish here that I'm doing these interviews because I'm learning a lot and I'm doing a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm taking everything from each other by highlighting and pushing you up because that's how we learn from each other. That's how we grow from each other. And I appreciate everything you just said. And now, Andy, I'm muting myself. Uh, all right, no, no, so two things. One, um, I want you to read another piece. But before you did that, my question to you is, why you... You know, whatever, when we all pass on and, and we're eating bread and all this stuff, you know, we're upstairs with, you know, in heaven and stuff like that. Uh, my question to you is, what are you hoping to leave behind is my question. What, what legacy are you 
looking to fulfill, to, to leave behind that. When people look at someone like yourself, they're like, yeah, I remember that guy. I remember that guy because he did A, B, C, D, and E. Like, what do you, what, what is the most important thing to you? And how much of an impact of it do you want to leave? And why is that important? Powerful. Um, when I die, I want for people to say that this was a person who genuinely cared, genuinely loved, was genuinely a supporter, was genuinely loyal, right? That's what I want people to understand with regards to me, my character, because all of these other things really don't matter, but I want to have made an impact on people's lives, right? And so I have built my life for the last 25 to 28 years around the service of others. And so I want people to understand that this is a man who lived his life serving others. And that's the legacy that I'm trying to leave behind for me as an individual, as an entity. When it comes to my craft, I want people to say that this man was a person who gave everything that he had to his craft and he tried to help use his experience in craft to help others, right? So it's closely connected with my purpose in life. So my purpose in life comes through my poetry. And I want people to understand that I want for you to be successful virtually as much as I want for myself to be successful. And it's like, it's literally coming from a genuine place. I want people to understand that there are literally solid people out here that want to push the craft forward to change lives. And one of my poems that I, that I say, the final line that I say in it is, I write so that I can glorify God. I write so that I can change lives. I write so that I can shape and restructure the course of history, right? So I'm trying to literally change history with the writings that I put forth. I want people to understand that poetry is a healing factor, right? You become like Wolverine, right? And one of my pieces, I talk about how my poetry is that healing factor. And that's what your poetry can do. And that person's poetry can do. It can be a healing for yourself. And it also can be a healing factor for others. So that's what I want people to realize. This man loved this craft. He gave everything he had to it. And he tried to push other people to take it seriously and to give everything they had to it. Wow. That's a beautiful thing, man. I'm just trying to absorb. Thank you. Especially with the fact that we have to be authentic and, and have integrity and people will come together when we are able to showcase that. But I do want to say this, and I, again, and, and I want to echo back to if you're just joining us, we're wrapping up, we're about to go into our open mic hour, but we were definitely going to end up listening to some amazing closing remarks from our uh, prolific poet, but uh, you, we have to, we need to, have, there are people that want to help others, but we also have to know what we're doing in order to help each other out. And I think 
that goes back to the three things. And the first one is you've got to be the best at what you're trying to do, whatever that is. So if we want to help grow this, we have to know how to grow this and keep learning how to grow this. I think you just echoed it so much. You do good, you feel good. When you feel bad, usually it means I'm not, probably not doing as good as I should be doing. And that typically helps me. Or I go out into nature and reconnect that way. But I think this is such an incredible conversation. I, Andy, I know you're going to agree with me here. We're definitely going to have to hopefully get a part two to somewhere down the line. Because yeah. uh, I know we have so many more conversations to open up about, like, content. This was such a, uh, a great meta how do we build that audience, build that performance structure? Because if we don't have content for people to enjoy, what the fuck, nobody's going to come out. What's the point? So <laughs> right. let's, um, let's hear from you. Uh, for And uh, I'm not going to talk anymore. So when the 9 o'clock hour ends, I'll just end it. So, And we'll flip and change car seats, you know. So I give us another piece, my friend. Uh, yeah. before, before I go into my final piece, I did want to – Give a final shout out right quick to, uh, you know, Justar, uh, Lonnie, uh, my buddy Mark, uh, who who's here. Uh, those are some individuals that have in various ways supported me, you know, throughout this journey. Uh, individuals that, that show a lot of love and appreciation. So I just definitely wanted to uh, give these individuals a shout for actually being here today. Uh, thank you so much, Lonnie. Uh, much Respect to you, Queen. Thank you so much, Mark, for your support of me. You know, Mark is actually seeing me perform live in person. He actually was at my show that I featured at in New York when I was on tour back last month. So he got a chance to see an entire set for me live and in color. So uh, thank you for being a support there live and in color and here today. Are you going to be touring again anytime soon? And if so, where so people can... Uh, anytime you're touring, we're going to be definitely blasting out. So please, how, where are you going to be at anytime soon or in the near future? Yeah, so I hope to uh, do a tour this coming fall. I have to uh, get past some of the things that I got going on now because I got so many shows and events coming up this summer uh, that I have to, you know, make sure that those dates are fulfilled. And then once I do that, uh, then I'll be uh, going on another national tour. But I hope to be going to Houston. Uh, I want to hit up Michigan. I also want to go back to New York and Jersey because I was in New York and New Jersey in March and April. Uh, I also want to hit up Baltimore and I'm going to uh, be hitting up Ohio as well. So uh, those are some of the areas that well, I plan on doing uh, this coming. Uh, but what about, um, I, if I can make a recommendation, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in Tennessee. I know that Nashville area, they got a lot of stuff around there. I don't know if that, I'm sure you, I don't need to tell you anything. I just, you mentioned every place you mentioned those people. I've, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Where are the pockets? Where is Angela Murray driving this weekend or this summer? Because I only got one more week of work. <laughs> I'll keep across that. Uh, I like seeing. I met Gina Carrillo at a live mic openery. I love. I'm here for this shit. I'm happy for this. Ohio, all right. I'll, I, I go to concerts. I'll go one night. I'll go the next night. I'll drive to see somebody twice because that's what we got to do. When you love yeah. something, you got to show the love because you're feeling the love and you create the love. But we need to hear uh, this uh, amazing poet 
Prolific, thank you so much for joining us. I, I can continue to talk to you for so much longer, but yes. we want to hear some amazing words from you. Yes. To honor this, this, this hour with you. Thank you so much. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, and so you want me to close yes. out with the yeah, piece? Yeah, close out or... with the piece. Or, or what, yeah, please. Got you. All right, cool. When they did the autopsy on my heart's heart, the medical examiner determined that the cause of death was a broken heart. This piece is dedicated to all those who deal with depression, anxiety, or any other internal struggle. This is dedicated to all those who have attempted or have family members who have attempted suicide. Trust me, I feel you. Because my happiness is a remission. It seems as if peace of mind has a restraining order out against me. I need an emotional epidural because I've lived with pain so long that she and I are considered as having a common law marriage. And I'm going to give you all a panoramic view of my soul. And what you're going to see is that I'm a living, walking, breathing tragedy. That I feel as if nobody loves or cares for me. I'm feeling melancholy and crestfallen. And it's crazy because sometimes I think to myself that if I was to die today, most people will come to my funeral not because I'm dead, but to make sure that I'm dead. And that's why for me, every morning time is just a, a morning time. And I find myself mourning time and time again because of the things that I've gone through. And sometimes I feel like I'm drowning in the sea of pain emotionally and mentally. And that potentially tsunami-like problems can sweep me away spiritually every day. I feel like I'm being waterboarded. Sometimes I wish I would have been aborted. Because interiorly, I feel as if my pride is that sad. I've tried and tried and tried to strive to get better. However, my pillow gets wetter and wetter. The tears of pain. The strain sometimes seems unbearable. Am I scared? The show. Because I'm going through so many things that people don't know about. My mind and heart screams and shouts because of the dilution of justice. It feels like a million orangutans attacking me, dressed in designer suits with cleavers in their hands, hacking me like it's their sacred duty to dispatch me, leaving my mangled heart in the New York alley. Rat meat. Maybe it's true what my family said. Maybe I am just better off dead. I read what the book of Matthew said, that he that endures to the end will be saved. So I wait and allow myself to become enslaved to the word of God and allow it to affect me so that the spirit of this world won't infect me and happiness, it won't neglect me. But then I thought to myself in addition to that, that from now on, I really need to focus in on the good and the positive things that I have going on in my life. So I promise myself from now on, never, never to neglect the numerous nights, never any reasons I have to be happy. And if I do that, then I will have victory and then nothing, no, nothing will ever be able to stop me. Unstoppable. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. I'm just going to switch it. Andy, when you open up the open mic, I'm sure you have a few words that you want to share about. What an incredible piece. Thank you again so much.
I look forward to seeing you perform live. That's definitely on my bucket list. I know Andy, when he's coming out to Jersey, depends on the time. Maybe I'll make it out there then. Uh, oh, my God. Um, brother, I just want to say thank you so much for that piece. Thank you for showing your, your vulnerability to us and your part of service and the fact that you are able to sympathize. And if I think you say you dedicate this piece to those who have been through the same things. And um, that, so much respect for you, my friend. I appreciate you, man. And may the Lord continue to bless you and keep you safe, my friend. And to everybody else, we're going to- Thank you so very much.